Hello listeners, it's Chris and I wanted to just give a little introduction here because things sound a little different this episode. We attempted our first Zoom call and overall I think it went pretty well. Some of the audio is a little patchy in places towards the end and so you'll notice that but if you wouldn't mind bearing with us the entire planet is zooming each other right now and we were no exception. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention was some of the references that we make. Uh, If you haven't seen Westworld yet, there's definitely some spoilers happening (laughs) uh, in this episode. Um, And then also we make reference to some of the symbols used by the Olympic Games for their sports. And you need to do yourself a favor. Go to olympics.org and... The address you want to check out when you before listening to this episode would be ideal, but definitely before we get to the letter M when we're running down the Olympics sport by sport, because you have to look at this image. It's olympic.org backslash modern hyphen pentathlon and take a check that image out. The other thing that we make reference to during this episode is one of my favorite podcasts of all time is called Radio Lab. If you're not familiar with it, I highly recommend checking it out. It's the best of the best. And in December of 2016, they had an episode called Lose Lose. And we make reference to the badminton game that they talk about in this episode, where China and Korea were um, facing off against each other in the Olympics. And an interesting story unfolds and you'll find out more about that if you listen to their podcast or if you listen to this episode. So those are the few heads up that I have for you. Thank you again for listening during this bizarre and trying time for everyone. We love you. The Podjectivity Network. Real quick, what I wanted to do today was look up all the Olympic summer sports. Do you want to try to name them? Summer sports? Yeah. I'm going to suck at this. Good luck. Swimming, the track and field events, there's lots of those. You don't expect me to name all of the track and field events, do you? We should make Dan. Wasn't he in track and field? Well, it certainly looks like he did everything. He had le- he had those letter jackets. He should be able to name every single one, and that's the very first penance that he's going to get for being late to our meeting. Do they still do the hammer toss? The hammer toss? I don't yeah, think that sounds it's like... kind of like discus and shot put, but it's just like a big heavy thing on a chain that they whip out in the air. <laughs> That I love. I don't think I've ever seen that. I've seen the the shot put where they're like, it's like a little Fred Flintstone boulder next to I their got a ear. shot put story for you. Yeah? So I did track and field just like as a junior high guy, a little bit in high school. But in junior high, the deal was we were always the little bitches 
for the high school meet where we had to like go fetch the shot put after they threw it and bring it back. <laughs> like you know? dogs? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and we had a legendary shot putter in our school at that time. He was freakishly strong. He went on to shot put in, in a major college and like compete nationals and so on and so forth. So it was like a pretty special deal. And it was fucking embarrassing how he would throw at least like twice as far as the other dudes. Whoa. Just like defeated before they came in. and it, But anyway, it was wet, I remember. And he would throw it so fucking far, so high. Sorry, I got to watch my mouth. Your kids are around. But when the shot put finally landed way out there, it sunk into the wet ground <laughs> like a couple feet. And we had to like dig with our hands into the mud and just like, oh, wedge it out and then like get the mud off of it for him and be like, here you go. What? Nice why, were, why were you guys the grunts doing this? Because we were middle schoolers. And they were high schoolers, and it was just a pecking order, you know? Like, oh. hey, you want to hang out with the high schoolers and help out? And we're like, yeah. And then got that jab, which sucked. It probably was sort of cool to do it, though. Oh, to be that close to this Herculean dude as well and watch him just humiliate the competition was satisfying. But the digging in the mud for a shot put, not so cool. <laughs> All right, listen to some of the... This is the the menu of sports. Archery. Yeah, of course. This is what... Why don't you give each one a thumbs up or thumbs down? Archery, absolutely. Artistic swimming. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I think right. it's the... Synchronized? The, like... Yeah. I. <laughs> yes, it's the little woodpecker hands that you're making. <laughs> woodpecker hands... <laughs> And shaking your head, no. That's a Saturday Night Live uh, shout out there. Martin Short and Harry Shearer. Oh, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah, they they had the nose clips on. They couldn't swim. Yes. That was, uh, yeah. (laughs) That is hilarious. I forgot all about that. Then it just says athletics. What's that? I don't know. We'll have to ask Dan. Okay. Badminton. Minton. Baseball, softball, basketball, beach volleyball. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to wait a whole year for that. Boxing. Why is boxing summer? They do that in all seasons indoor, right? That's a good point. Slalom, slalom canoe. What is slalom? Oh, where you go side to side? I guess it's like a... Windy River. Okay, so canoe slalom and then canoe sprint. I thought slalom might have meant like singular, like when you skied slalom, you were just using one or something. I don't know. Slalom is when they're going around the flags, one side, then oh. the other side. It's a weird word. It's one of those that doesn't seem like it should be a word when I'm saying it loud. Slalom. 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 Yeah. It's not good backwards either. Molals. So, so then sprint is probably just a straight shot, speed, canoeing. But are they in their own canoe or do they have to ride with someone? Like the luge? 
they have to ride with someone who's just annoying them the whole time. That would be the, what would that be called? You said that, it sounds to me like you've had some experiences in canoes that have ended in arguments. Like it's just a recipe for a fight. Let me just paint the scene. So we had a dog that was a nightmare of an animal. You knew this. Antidepressants and antipsychotic medication for the dog, right? Yes, and got kicked out of doggy daycares and, like, never stopped barking, ever. And was anxious and would attack other dogs and would run away. And, like, any issue you could think of, this dog had it. It had the thing with the anal glands that dogs have. Have you ever heard of this? Breast. And you're supposed to reach in there and like release the anal glands. It's called expression. Expressing the anal glands. You've got to express Absolutely. Them. Re- no way am I ever doing that to a dog. I will bring them to the vet three times a week. I'm not putting my finger in a dog's butt. I'm sorry. But <laughs> what I'm, my point no is... No matter the cost. <laughs> the cost to me would be greater for doing it. I get it. But I mean, I, I don't have pets for a reason. The smell of an animal that has this issue, I cannot explain how horrible this dog smelled in the rump area. And then it would just permeate, like if you were in a small car or something, it was unbearable. My point is this dog had every issue. And when we would say to ourselves... Wouldn't it be fun to go for a canoe ride? Let's bring the dog. And the we would put the dog in the middle of the canoe. <laughs> and we'd be like looking at other people with dogs in the canoes that would be like sleeping, just basking in the sun. And our dog would be up on all fours and like rocking the canoe to the point where we would like almost tip over because of the anxiety and scraping the nails on the bottom of the metal canoe and so like what you you try to make it like 20 minutes around the lake and that's too much and then you're killing each other and you want to kill the dog so I don't have great canoe memories but I I have a couple good ones when it's peaceful and you don't bring a psychotic dog then it's good Okay, I'm going to go on with the list. Bring a psychotic dog that needs its anal glands expressed. <sighs> the worst. <laughs> Just so bad. Okay. Dan's got a bunch of dogs in his house, and if he makes it onto this call, I think our first question would, should be, have you ever expressed your dog's anal glands? We've got a bunch of questions piling up for him. <laughs> what are the athletics sports? Why is there a category of a- athletics? And do you express anal glands, yes or no? Mm-hmm. Okay, the would, next... Would you under any circumstances, because you've made it clear... Well, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a no. What are you? You know how tiny and stuff I am. Like, the whole idea of fur and whatever else around here, no. So, like, a dog dragging its smelly ass around my house? <laughs> no! Right. No. Okay. Cycl- cycling, BMX. Cycling. Really? BMX cycling? Yeah, BMX what, is what in there. <laughs> and then cycling, mountain bike, which I love. That's crazy. Cycling, road. And cycling, track. 
Okay, a lot of different types of cycling. They get a lot of cycling events. I wonder if the BMX guys are kind of like the snowboarders, you know? Oh, I would think so. They're the adrenaline. Although I could argue that mountain bike is pretty hardcore adrenaline as well. Pretty extreme. Attracts some extreme characters as well. I think it's tough on the joints. Mountain biking. You got to have good shacks. Mm -hmm. Okay, next one is diving. That's always fun to watch. Speaking of Olympic moments, remember when Greg Louganis whacked his head on the high dive and bled into the pool? <laughs> what did they do? Did they have to empty the pool? Then he came out as a gay man and everybody was like, what? It sounded like you meant he came out of the pool as a gay man after he hit his head. <laughs> he did. That's what happened. He hit his head and he was like, I'm gay. It doesn't always, I'm not saying that that's the cause of homosexuality, but. <laughs> diving into a pool and hitting your head on the diving board? It's one way. I think you solved it. Yeah. I think if they did a research study, they'd find most homosexuals. Eight out of ten, probably, at <laughs> a diving board incident. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Um, I do remember that. And even before watching him do that, I always got nervous watching the divers because I always thought they were going to hit their head. It's it's high risk stuff. It's way up there too. just the sheer height of it, even though, you know, like there's a safe place for them to land. It just doesn't seem like a good idea for most people to leap from that height and flip around. And no, 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 it's. How do you feel about the swimmers in their, or the divers in their Speedos? Like, Greg Luganis was a a handsome man. I think they're too skimpy. I can see butt cracks. I don't need to see that. I don't know why they're so skimpy. Why can't they have the full body suit like the swimmers do? What's the point? There should be a separate rating on on butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they don't seem to care. I guess I'm not going to... It's not have to weigh in on that. We can move on. It's not like it's um, painful to see divers in all their glory. They're athletes. It's kind Agreed of like buttons. how you've mentioned beach volleyball players. You're not sure. going to argue with what they're wearing, but it's sort of like I don't understand. I I understand fric- they don't want friction against the air. They're not going to wear like big baggy shorts or something. Sure. But since since swimming switched over to, like, the full body, because that's supposed to be better in the water, it's supposed to be less friction, greater speed, I wonder yeah. why the divers didn't switch over, too. And then they'd have unitards on, too. What if the skydiver, or skydivers, high divers incorporated the squirrel suit feature? <laughs> yeah. So they did a couple flips and then just skimmed the surface of the water and kind of glided in. Yes. I... <laughs> what would it be called? Squirrel diving? Yes. That's not on here yet, though. Okay, keep going. Equestrian dressage. This one sounds like it would be fun to watch, but it's not as much. Dressage? What does dressage mean? Oh, look, there, there's more than... Horses. Yeah, there's more than one. There's equestrian 
dressage. It, I feel like I should speak with a British accent for this, but there's equestrian eventing. Oh, and Sorry, equestrian what? Sorry, I was talking. Yeah, eventing. Equestrian okay. eventing. And then equestrian jumping. I'm going to look it up because we have time. Because one of our podcasters is late. Really late. I'm not going to. I'm not going to name story. who it is. Yeah. But his name starts with a D. <laughs> <laughs> an equest as an equestrian sport defined by the International Equestrian Federation. Oh boy. This is like too wordy. I can't even get to the definition. Okay, dressage. Maybe it's dressage. Dressage. I don't think so. Oh, maybe it is. It's a French term. It's dressage, dude. That sounds better. That's so American. I'm like, dressage. (laughs) French dressage. (laughs) Um, Dressage, dressage is described as the highest expression of horse training, where horse and rider are expected to perform from memory a series of predetermined movements. So it's like a choreographed horse dance. It's a horse dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know why they don't just call it that. <laughs> horse dancing. Olympic horse dancing. <laughs> Hip hop horse dancing. <laughs> but they've got Really fancy clothes on. The For people sure. riding them do. You expect a horse doing something called <laughs> dressage to just be wearing some fucking sweatpants or something? The horse is... <laughs> the rider is definitely dressing like they need to leave the house and not stay home all day. Oh, mm-hmm. Dan, soon. Are they, little, are they little like jockeys? What does this mean? Dan sent a message saying, soon. Heading to Cambridge. What's in Cambridge? Is there a studio there that we're unaware of? Okay. So that's what that is. Horse dancing. Dressage. Fancy. I will say fancy horse dancing. Formal horse dancing. Ballroom horse dancing. Not your informal kind of just horses hanging out (laughs) wanting to have a good time. Hey, baby. (laughs) Check out my retractable. Never mind. Okay, equestrian eventing. Do we really need to look this up? That's got to be the jumping of over the fences and stuff, right? Well, because the other one was called jumping. Dang, what's eventing? I have to look it up now. Eventing is, oh, it's an equestrian event where a single horse and rider combine and compete against other competitors across the three disciplines, direct dressage cross country and show jumping so it's a combo it's a trifecta Mm -hmm. this event this is interesting has its roots in a comprehensive cavalry test that required mastery of several types of riding cavalry test you have to shoot off the back of your horse then or something i don't know but speaking of i was re-watching some westworld last night 
have you gotten how far are you finished season one today okay anthony hopkins oh commit suicide via dolores shocking yep um also my point is dolores is aiming is it a rifle or a shotgun at the end when she shoots anthony hopkins oh that's a pistol have you have you seen her shoot any other guns? I don't know why. It sounds like you're about to critique her form. I'm going to, but I'm not going to if you haven't seen it yet. So I won't. Scratch it all. I'll save it. Do you know how to shoot? Is that what gives you the authority to Here's be like, what I'm saying. You can't shoot a shotgun or a rifle. What do you call those in the olden days? Shotguns or rifles? They had both. Big ones. What are those? Well, shotguns and rifles had a butt stock yes. that went up against your shoulder, and then you know uh, you you held them with you held that. What was your, the difference between a rifle and a shotgun? Basically, is that a shotgun had the pump action with okay. your non-trigger hand. That's a shotgun or a rifle? Shotgun. That's how the shells got loaded. Okay. There was yeah, and a rifle had the hand action for I'm thinking shotgun okay you can't I'm sorry but no on a galloping horse you don't think no a person or just her any person it's it's the whole point of a shotgun Chris is you don't have to be accurate uh, it's a big spread pattern the so you spread just kinda... right I'll wait till you see the the footage you can you can tell me what you think okay on to you the know next... you should read sometime what if you think shooting a shotgun accurately would be difficult from horseback how about a bow and arrow and some of the tribes in the southwest were not only deadly accurate from horseback with their arrow but they had a maneuver where they would swing behind their horse's neck and shoot under the horse's neck to shield themselves from fire where did you read that one of the best books I've ever read. It's called Empire of the Summer Moon. Is it fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction, but it reads like great fiction. It's just an unbelievable history and story that weaves together several different characters that were all kind of involved in uh, the, the war against Native Americans and gave me a perspective on it that, and it helped me kind of connect some dots. You know, like we learn about the Civil War separately one of, this was one of my big takeaways from from the westward expansion and 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 uh, moving Native Americans into reservations and such. Uh-huh. But I didn't really appreciate before this book that a lot of that work was done by Civil War veterans. So you had guys who had survived and lived through the horror that was the Civil War, and then. They were assigned to go out and conduct a genocide, essentially, against Native people in the West. Terrible. Fight Natives. Ugh. Good God. Yeah. So it's kind of about the last tribe that would not surrender to, you know, and what made them so difficult to, you know, conquer, in a sense. I thought you were talking about, there's some book... I think it's called like gun, guns and germs and gun germs and steel. Yeah, 
something like that. I thought that's what you were talking ah, about. Ah, this is way better read than that. Really? Oh, so good. Huh. What were you going to say? There's a lot of misconceptions that, that we picked up along the way from cowboy and Indian movies, too. Oh, yeah. So, just good on many, many levels. Also heartbreaking, but good. Great. What else were you going to say? Nothing about that. Don't get me started. Just babble. Okay. Read it. Check it out. <clears throat> Here's the next one. So we covered equestrian dressage. Are we out of horses yet? Or are we still in horses? Eventing and jumping. Okay. Then there's fencing. Great, yeah. You know, it's always over really quickly, though. I'm not a fan. I don't understand what's going on. There's not enough explanation for me. If it was a fencing duel like at that scene from The Princess Bride... <gasps> Where they had to jump from different levels, that and there was more like it. Yeah, you know, shit talking was also judged. Yep, I like that better, and okay. I think that the announcers need to do a better job of saying, "Here's why that guy gets a point." Because to me, it just looks like they, I don't see why they're getting points. I can't, I don't understand any of it, and they're covered head to toe. You can't see face expressions. They look like beekeepers. They do look like beekeepers. I don't get it. From space. I'm willing, I'm willing to give it another chance, though. Oh, look at that. It's Dan. What's happening, D? Uh-oh. Your mic's not on. <laughs> I can't hear you. Can you? Yes! Hear me? You're there! That's a great option to join a meeting on mute. Great, great job. Good job. <laughs> Looking really fresh and clean there, Dan. Oh, God. Hi, Dan. Hi, hi guys. Hi, Chris. Hi. Hello. Lionel Richie. <laughs> okay. So we were, we were making our way through summer sports at the Olympics, trying to just a list. To see if we knew all of them. I'm going to fast forward through the ones we've covered. You ready? Archery. Okay. Oh, this would actually be an interesting test for you, but I, I'll save your test for later. Archery. Arti oh. Artistic swimming. Athletics. That's a... Well, we'll circle back around to that one. Badminton. Baseball, softball, basketball, beach volleyball, boxing. Canoe. Slalom. Canoe. Sprint. Cycling. BMX, cycling mountain bike, cycling road, cycling track, diving, equestrian dressage, equestrian eventing, equestrian jumping, fencing, football. That's how far we got. So the question for you was, what's athletics? Yikes. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys look it up? Not yet. We were too busy researching dressage, equestrian dressage. Yep. Chris called it dressage. Dressage. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. I know, right? Uh, How that's... embarrassing for both of you. I'm sorry. The product of movies from. Uh, dressage has got to be what the 
fancy prancing type of stuff. That's right. It's horse dancing. You're exactly right. Choreographed horse movement. Correct. The high tension. Strutton. High strutton stepper. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we have golf, gymnastics, artistic, gymnastics, rhythmic, handball. <laughs> Sorry. No. No comments? No. Hockey. 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 One game, Chris. Not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> Judo. Mm. All right, but there's also karate. Right, different disciplines. Tell me, what's the difference? Judo is basically like physical chess where you're grabbing each other and trying um You I'm sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you. You sound patchier now that you're sitting in your comfortable chair. God damn it, I'll move closer then. Thank you. Um, Thanks, judo Kevin. is just throwing people around, you know, trying to use the other dude's weight against him and throwing them and tripping them and stuff. Karate striking, kicking. That's my understanding of the difference hmm. between the two. Roughly. Marathon swimming. Marathon swimming. Okay. Ooh, this one might be my favorite. Modern pentathlon. Ooh. Yeah. Modern. How many events are we talking? Pent uh, is five. What is that, Dan? Modern pentathlon. Modern pentathlon. Uh, uh, the word modern is throwing me. Mm. Uh, I. Wow, I am grossly unprepared for this Olympic discussion. Grossly. <laughs> this is crazy. You would never in a million years put these five events together. Never. Discus is one of them. Which one? Discus. No. Nope. Throwing the discus. No. There's got to be some kind of field event there, like a shot put or a javelin or something, right? No? Uh, I don't even know... Who put this together? All right, let's hear it. All right. Here's what's involved. A gun. A swimming pool. A sword. A horse. And a track. So, target shooting? Not just any target shooting. Pistol shooting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay quick draw to the death to the death it says it right here to the death the olympic sport it's kind of been under the radar i'm surprised there's not more coverage about that yeah uh okay so quick draw to the death with pistols <laughs> duel there's a duel uh and then swimming i guess probably just like you know some kind of distance swim 200 Enduring. meters how far is 200 meters not that far, actually. Nah. Halfway around a track. Yeah. Oh. All okay. right. You got two. Uh, a horse? Did you say a horse is involved? Yeah. You got to ride a horse through an <laughs> optical course? <laughs> um, it's 
equestrian show jumping, 15 jumps. This is a diverse collection of skills. I know. And then a track, you're running some distance. I'm thinking greater than a 400 at least. It's... What the fuck? It says... This... I'll read this to you after, but... I think it's 800 meters. It could be more. And then the last one involves a sword. Okay. Fencing. Yeah. To the death. <laughs> and also to the death. Yes. I can't believe this. It says this last event, the cross-country running, is now referred to as the laser run, since it alternates four legs of laser pistol shooting, followed by an 800-meter run, so 3,200 meters in total. So it's like a Star Wars gun? They're shooting lasers at the targets? I don't know. That's kind of what it sounds like. Do you think they sound like pew? Pew, 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 pew. pew. Oh, man. This is the coolest event ever. Why have we never heard of this before? It does sound pretty awesome. Not in prime time. Never in prime it's time. A, this is the one that's, that's on at like 1130 at night on like some obscure channel or something. Prime time is for skating and gymnastics. Yeah. Maybe some hoops. Wouldn't you rather watch this, though, than like eight hours of swimming, though? Ooh. Who wants to watch swimming? I don't know. A lot of people like to watch swimming. I don't get it. Well, I'm really glad that we looked it up because this is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. And Dive, much more dynamic than swimming. If I was gonna train for an Olympic sport, it would be be this one. What if your kid came to you and was like I'm going to try to go to the Olympics. We need a horse. You got to sign me up for fencing. Also, take me to swimming at 5 a.m. every morning. And, and I need to borrow dad's laser pistol. <laughs> and right. teach me to shoot. And also cross country. Okay, here's the remaining categories. Sports. How many events total? What's the list that we're looking at here? It doesn't say. I'm All not right, I'm not going to count them. Rowing. Ooh, rugby. I didn't know that was in there. Sailing. Did you guys know that was an Olympic sport? I wonder no. I wonder if even the Olympic rugby guys are just shit-faced and like hooligans essentially like the rugby culture is I just think of drunk college guys, you know? pretty much, but maybe the Olympic guys are hardcore and not drunk all the time. I don't know. Alright. What did you think of badminton players before you heard that podcast that they threw the match? Did you listen to that one, Dan? Did you catch it? Negative. <laughs> I can't I can't download when I'm out in the out in the, the bush. Oh. Um, Essentially I have to, to some Wi Fi to do that. In the 2012 Olympics, the badminton, um, the China team and the Korean team were playing against each other, and they were Turn each style. they were each trying to lose. So they were essentially yeah. 
they were throwing a game because they knew they would advance and they didn't want to face it was a strategic move because the winner would have to face another really tough Chinese team so they were both trying to lose mm-hmm. oh my god in the Olympics <laughs> that's gonna be on YouTube. please please be on YouTube I hope it's on YouTube because the, even the announcers were like this is the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen and they kept at it like they kept going Jeffrey got involved, came down, gave him a talking to at some point. The fans were booing, but they still were just like looking at their coats like, <laughs> Keep with this? More? Okay, after shooting, skateboarding. Wow. In, in the Olympics. Cool. I think they'd get more airtime because that sounds like it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, agree. Hmm. And then sport climbing. Wonder if Free Solo dude ever uh, did any Olympic tryout climbing or whatever. I think this kind of climbing might bore him. I think it's indoors in like a tr- track that they set up. Fuck that. <laughs> Not pure oh. enough. Alice Hall. Alice Hall just comes to Olympic climbing just to big time everybody. Everybody at Burpee just like. There's no risk of doing here. Come on. Those, those hand gloves are bolted on the rock. Come on. I'm climbing the building that this course is housed in without a harness. Okay. That after sport climbing is surfing, then swimming. Ooh, table tennis. That's fun to watch. Ooh, huge. Yes. Taekwondo. Regular tennis. It doesn't say regular tennis, though. It says tennis. Trampoline. Have you guys ever watched that? What? No. You're making that up. No, it's true. My coach, one of my gymnastics coaches, was a trampoline competitor when he was, like, in college. It's insane. So what are we talking about? Just, like, the flips and crazy moves? They are, they bounce so fucking high on these trampolines and do so many twists and turns before they return gracefully to their feet and bounce up and do more. It's insane. I can't believe you guys haven't seen it. It's also buried. I don't know why they bury some of these really interesting events amidst eight hours of swimming every day. I don't get it. I also think it's interesting that there are people who dedicate their lives to their trampoline routine. Yeah. You know? That's that's interesting. And they're they fight and claw to get their sport in the Olympics. Tra- like trampoline. That's been there for a long time though, I bet. I can look it up. A group of people have to lobby for that and want it bad enough. The question about the coverage is always a good one. You know, we see every goddamn heat of swimming, every kind of swimming there is. But yeah, these super bizarre, unusual things that you will only see once every four years, if you're lucky. And they're, they're not must come, down, must come down to money. Most things do, right? Like, there's like a lobby for these, that represent these various organizations and they're you know the swimmers have got more dough 
I suppose, than the trampoline people. You think? Yeah, because a lot more people swim than, you know, there's there's organized high school swim teams and such across the nation, but how many trampoline clubs do you know of? <laughs> Shut up, man. My trampoline <laughs> club is the coolest. <laughs> Maybe I'm a chorus. That guy in the uh, trampoline club is getting all the chicks. <laughs> yeah, swimming is good drama. Like, it's pretty reliable. I don't know if you guys... Oh, you can't see it, probably. Look at that. <laughs> I love that sport. What is that? That is the symbol. Some dude upside down, like, ten feet in the air. They should combine trampoline and swimming so that you bounce your ass into the pool. Oh, that sounds good. They could tack that on to the pentathlon and make it a septathlon. <laughs> We're really ashamed that we are not a visual medium so that people can see those those great little stick diagrams of uh, the athletes. Yeah. Hold on now. Hold on now. What if the shooting also happened with a trampoline so that you bounced and flipped <laughs> Shot while you were flipping. That'd be impressive. At what point do you spring off the trampoline or out of the pool and go, on guard? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to see what the pentagon. You trampoline onto a horse. Here's the modern here's the modern pentathlon one. <laughs> the guy's gonna shoot that other dude and he's running away from it. <laughs> it looks like the sword and the gun guy are both attacking the people in front of them. Why would they do that? The guy who's swinging is cool at least on top. Nobody's trying to shoot or poke him in the ass. That is worthy of posting online on my website. Just that gun with the guy running away from it. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Someone was not doing their job when they were reviewing that symbol. Okay. Skateboarding, sport climbing, surfing, swimming, table tennis. Regular tennis. Also, to me, table tennis is hilarious because growing up, you play ping pong at, like, the most fun house in the neighborhood like whosoever house has a ping pong table it's they also have foosball and they also have the best snacks and it's like that's the house you want to hang out at and then when you watch olympic table tennis mm -mm, there's like no fun in it at all they are so dead serious about this sport no crack by the little smokies over in the (laughs) side totally yeah, well, they stand so far away from the table itself, too. You could probably be an Olympic because of your reach, both of you. Uh, it requires more than just reach. I think there no, is but... a matter of some matter of coordination involved. <laughs> not to say that we're not, but <laughs> just take the compliment. Come on. Sure. And in the Olympic table tennis, there is one style. There aren't multiple styles. It's everyone plays it the same. Uh, trying to, well, every shot is a haymaker. There's a serve, and then a 
Haymaker, 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 back and forth. So it's not like there's a Federer and Nadal of table tennis? I don't know, maybe there is, but people don't. One super smooth. Think about it seriously as trampolining, so. One super smooth and elegant, the other raw power at table tennis? No? Yeah, it's kind of, it's just uh, hardcore, all out, every volley, all out. Which one does it for you, Adam's quick sidebar? Do you like the smooth elegance of Federer or the raw power? <sighs> I think we've had we've had part? this we've had this question before. They're both irresistible, but sure. Federer once wore a tuxedo with a fucking cobra on it, on the woven on the back. Do you guys ever see that picture? No. Oh. His confidence is unparalleled. So He's got Cobra tuxedo confidence. There's something... I don't know. I think he's just barely edging ahead. Plus, okay. he's still playing and he's 40, so that's also great. Okay. Okay, I'm going to finish this list. Okay. Also, what do you guys think about rhythmic gymnastics? Dan? You want to go first? Sure. Is rhythmic gymnastics the one with the ribbon on the stick? Correct. Ribbon on a stick. Ball. Hula hoop. What do I think of that? I love it. (laughs) I am for it. (laughs) I'm completely pro. Pro. Yeah, I like rhythmic gymnastics. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I would like it more if there was some shooting involved with, with it. Like if they threw the ball up and shot that shit. I don't know. Let's just Americanize every event. And add, add yeah. the pistol to every event. <laughs> Wouldn't be so great with fencing. You just like, that'd be like the Indiana Jones scene where you pull out the gun. <laughs> okay. We have... Did I say triathlon yet? No. Okay. Triathlon, volleyball, always exciting to watch volleyball. Yes. The volleyball, especially the beach volleyball, is getting a lot more coverage. While it's also getting a lot less coverage. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Okay. Water polo. Oh, weightlifting. Yeah. At one point, you sent a GIF or one of the of the power lifter, the Russian power lifter, with his arms oh. just come off of his body. The SNL skit. <laughs> I've also seen one where um, a lifter lifts so hard that she kind of poops her pants a little bit, and you can see the poop come out. <laughs> That's kind of a funny one too. I shit myself at the Olympics. That's a good story to tell. A lot of strain. Big strain. All right, I have a couple more. Wrestling, freestyle, and then wrestling. Um, Greco-Roman? Yeah, what's the difference there? Freestyle versus Greco-Roman. Don't know enough about wrestling to say, I guess. That's interesting. Okay. Um, so the question that we had for you, Dan, among others, is 
What is athletics? I don't see any track and field, so it's got to be that, right? Oh, yeah. my God. Just under the athletics, there are so many track and field events. Holy cow. Okay. Is the hammer throw among them? I see the discus throw. Yes. Hammer throw. Yes. That's that's hot. Okay. There's a lot of races. Steeplechase. What's that? Steeplechase, I believe, it's like you got to... Horses go through it too, but there's like water obstacles and bars you gotta Ooh, jump over. And it's like cross country with, you know, weird obstacles. That sounds like really a, fun. Yeah. And then there's the decathlon, the discus throw, the hammer throw, high jump, javelin, long jump, marathon, pole vault, shot put, and. The always weird triple jump. Yeah, that's a strange one. Dan, you're the track and field star. You want 20 minutes on the triple jump? Yeah. I do. No, I've I've triple jumped. I triple jumped in high school. It's pretty cool. It is a, it's an acquired taste. What are your favorite Olympic stories? Oh my! Well, I'm old enough to remember the Jamaican bobsled team, and around that same time in the Winter Olympics, you had Eddie the Eagle. We're the same age. You remember him? Mm-mm. He was a British ski jumper who was an older guy, and he was that he was that feel-good story. He was a little older than most of your Olympic athletes, and he wasn't very good. But he, as happens at the Olympics, he captured everyone's imagination and was on the cover of all the magazines and stuff. Carl Lewis is a name that you have to mention if you're talking about 80s Olympics and one of the all-time great medal-winning Olympians and then also the scandal when Ben Johnson, the Canadian sprinter, beat Carl Lewis, who was like a god of the hundred. And, and that's the sexiest or the most exciting track and field event is a hundred meter, you know, sprint. That's a Usain Bolt one, right? No, he was 200 meter, which is also mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Or wait a minute. Did Usain do the a hundred two? I don't remember. Oh, I'm sure. But he's, probably, he's like right now he's contemporary, right? He's still doing it. Yeah. Well, he retired recently. Well, recent, he was more recent though. Yeah. But anyway, Carl Lewis was the fucking man. He was yeah. to track and field in the eighties with Phil Collins was to hits pop radio in the 80s all right he just died whoa that's saying a lot watch out yeah yeah but this canadian dude ben johnson all ripped and muscly uh smoked him in the olympics and got the gold but then it came out later that he would he tested positive for steroids and was stripped of his medal and it was a big scandal yeah god i remember the wasn't there a female runner Flojo or something? Didn't she get busted for something yeah. too? Florence Griffith Joyner. That's right. And Jackie Joyner Kersey were the two big female stars. Ah. And Flojo had flair. Yeah. She had the running outfits with just one leg. Yes. The other leg exposed, 
The crazy nails. Yes, that's why I was going like, yes, yeah. nails. But she was like Tina Turner the Sprinter or something. But know? she got busted, though, for something, didn't she? I think it came out later that both Jackie Joyner, Kersey, and Flojo were... Maybe the coach was... I don't know. I don't know how it all works, but basically they were both fed steroids. And, you know. I, I thought Flojo like slapped up her man later in life. Ooh. I thought she hit the kind of page six later in life after her athletic career had wound down. Hmm. Um, she died kind of tragically young too. She's dead. I think so. Flojo's dead. What? This is, this is one of our more well-researched pods. Where we just remember. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. I think after her athletic life, I think her life turned a little bit seedy and a little bit sad when she got out of the spotlight. Oh my God, you're right. And She's dead. Never doubt me again. <laughs> I seem to remember some domestic abuse type stuff. Like she was kicking her husband's ass or something. Mm. Heart failure, I think. What? Six-inch fingernails. Wow. The other, the other great thing about Flojo is, well, it's kind of, it's kind of like all these Olympic athletes that catch on, is their window is so short. They're famous, internationally famous for a couple of weeks, and then you never hear about them again yeah. until the next Olympics, unless they have ultra ultra power like Carl Lewis or. You know, unless uh, Michael Phelps, unless they get the Wheaties box, they are extremely famous for two weeks and then they vanish. But Flojo has the distinction that on the strength of her Olympic flair, she was given the reins to design the uniforms of a number of NBA teams. And it was some of the darkest hours in NBA uniform history. <laughs> wow. Did not work out. But everybody was like, yeah, those are great. They're so original. But not, not a look. Some of the worst uniforms you'll ever see. They can be. Oh, and that's all from memory. I don't know. I'm sure that happened, though. I'm just sure of it. They can't be worse than those head-to-toe banana yellow NFL uniforms that were happening just this last season. Well, it's a question. Worst, worst uniforms ever. Probably the 70s, if you want to just go back and look at the worst, or some some, some of the 80s uniforms got pretty ugly, pretty bad. Dan, do you think mermaids are hot? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Does it matter if they have vaginas? Well... The ones in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, they are sinful. Oh, I don't remember them. Was it the first movie? No, they're in like part five or the one where... Uh, the tenth movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, part ten. Somewhere somewhere around like four or five, Ian McShane jumps in his black beard. Oh. And, and there's a host of mermaids and they are dangerous. They're as dangerous as they are beautiful. Ooh. There is something erotic about mermaids. I don't understand why, though. Like, why is my question. 
There's definitely an erratic element, but I don't understand why. Well, and in folklore, or I, I think in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, they get it kind of accurate to the folklore, which is like, they're very dangerous. They lure you in with their song. Oh, like the sirens? Like, the sirens yeah. are from like Homer the Odyssey, I thought. Okay. Are they not mermaids? They're not mermaids. They're sirens. They they're sing. beautiful women. They sing their hypnotic song and they draw, they lure sailors to them. Okay. Well then, I recant my previous statement and it's classic Disney crossing the streams of a couple of different folklores. But it would make sense. I could totally see how the origins of mermaids were like, they were almost like a variety of witches. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Could go either way. Good or bad. There's probably even if, mermaids and bad mermaids, too. Even if you have to be able to blame the women. Even when there's no women around, you have to be able to blame them. <laughs> and now that I think about it, in those movies, the mermaids are beautiful until you get close, and then their eyes turn, like, snaky, and they hiss and stuff. I'm sorry. So, we should. I should look this up, because mermaids, to me, point. sound very much like an invention of a ship filled with men in the middle of the ocean daydreaming about women and they're yeah, like they the same if the top half were fish and the bottom half were human would it watched on my COVID-19 list was a great a great doc on Hulu called Hail Satan question mark and I'm already in it's it's really not about worshiping the devil at all it is a movement that supports uh, alternate religions and alternate lifestyles and it's really catching on around the nation and around the world and every single person that they talk to almost uniformly every person that they talk to who's a, a member of this their first thing out of their mouth is I was raised in a really religious household so right there they're looking to lash out but they talked to one guy in particular who played Dungeons and Dragons and he says and I and oh man this is this is a big topic this could be its own this could be its own hour. Um, but there was the satanic panic of the 80s. And they really, the media, like religion and media sort of ganged up on things like Dungeons and Dragons role-playing games. Do you guys remember that? Witchcraft! That Did the media ganged like, up on them? Things to look out for. Troubling signs from your team that they're worshipping Satan. And one of them was playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> And this kid was like, I had the double whammy because I played Dungeons and Dragons and I liked heavy metal music. Oh, well. Obviously, like, oh, obviously, worshiping Satan, obviously. And that's, I remember that stuff, man. And I grew up in a house like that. 
where it would say on the news that you need to watch out for heavy metal music and role playing games. <laughs> and my parents fucking believed that. What? And I had to, I had to, it was like, explain yourself. It was like, I'm not worshiping the devil. I don't like worshiping anything. I don't know how. It's sort I'm of not like. spending that paranoia, but it's not like the metal guys didn't fucking lean into it and love it. I'll give you the sensations up and down your spine. If you hit me, well, you're a friend of mine. Can you blame him? Highway to Hell? I mean, with your the title of your album is Highway to Hell, for a lot of hardcore Christian folk, that's going to raise a red flag. I don't understand yeah. why a teenager would worship Satan, though. What's in it for them? What are they going to get out of it? What's, de- not, what's the devil going to give them? Rebellion. Rebellion. It's the Antichrist. Yeah, but the devil's a jerk. He's just going to... That's just... not the way that uh, ACDC talks about him in hell. They, they talk about it like... He's cool? It's party, you know? The devil... You know, all the things that are bad and fun, the devil's down with. But, you know... <laughs> funny the devil's down with it all the things that are fun yeah okay you guys have forced me in with (laughs) that doc was about the satanic temple and that's the movement that's spreading quickly there are seven to put a tag on that dungeons and dragons story that kid said looking back now that was 20 years ago 30 years ago while priests were molesting children by the hundreds i was just sitting in my basement playing D with my friends mm. uh, so that was a good that was a good little mic drop but they eventually got to this thing it's like i said it's not about worshiping an entity it's about throwing off the bonds of christianity and sticking a putting a stick in the spokes of public christianity wherever possible uh, and eventually they got to this thing there are seven fundamental tenets of the satanic temple are you guys ready to hear these? yes I guess so then I'm going to sleep god damn it go lay them on I had to hit you with that D&D story though since oh, it's good it's good Listen. here are the seven fundamental tenets of the satanic temple one <laughs> one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should this prevail over Satan at all. Exactly. That's, it's not that, all I, I can, all I can do is keep repeating that is it's not about worshiping an entity. It's this open-minded, basically non-Christian, anti-Christian, organization ah. and anti-establishment it's very anti-establishment so i want to read that one again because i love it so much the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions oh, i love that three one's body is inviolable subject to one's will alone mm. four The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. 
to willfully and unjustly to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Five. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. So that last one before that was about abortion? Like, your body is yep. your own. No one can tell you what to do with it. And this one is about... Read this last one again. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding. Oh, science. Okay, yeah. Never distort scientific facts to fit your own beliefs. We're almost done. Number six. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. And number seven, every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Just the fact that they have guidelines that, huh? means they're not like Satan worshiper. You know what I mean? Because the real truthful Satan worshippers would be like, no rules. Fuck everything. More of an anarchy kind of uh, setup. Mm -hmm. I would think that there'd be more ritual sacrifice sort of spelled out as well. <laughs> it's, it's, That's part it's, two. It was very interesting though. I would... <laughs> yep. Alright guys, well, I'm checking out, but it's good hanging with you tonight. Alright man. So what did you guys talk about the Olympics before I got on? Um, well, we went through the list. We did talk a little bit about that badminton thing, because that was pretty fascinating. I like that episode because it's so short. And it was like just a quick listen. But it was pretty fascinating to be... Because what was interesting to me was the teams were actively trying to lose. They were on the Olympic stage. The, the crowd was against them. The referee was onto them and was like warning them and coming out and saying you're going to be disqualified unless you actually start to play to win. And... Yeah. They still kept playing to lose. And the fact that they took their coaches, and it was China and Korea, and the fact that they took their coaches' word over all of that other pressure was really interesting to me because it made me think about all the stories we used to hear about from gymnastics coaches and the Russian coaches just intimidating the shit out of the Russian teams and controlling every aspect of their lives and uh, almost like abusive behavior to try to get the performance that they wanted and almost the brainwashing that happens for some of those Olympic level athletes where it's like all that matters is that they do what their coach says and right so that's that's sort of an interesting thing to me. My hottest Olympic take 
that I thought about today, but I think about it a lot. Well, as much as I would think about the Olympics, I guess, is I frequently root against American athletes in the Olympics because when I watch their stories, I I don't I wonder. I guess the question is. Are the athletes from the other countries as pampered and affluent as the athletes from America are? So whenever they show these stories of like, they go to the rink at five in the morning and they get out of their Escalade and she, they train all day, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, that's these are the most privileged people we have to offer. That's who makes it to this level. So in competition, I'm always rooting for the other countries. That's interesting. Because I just assume, that's my underdog thing. I assume that the other countries are less privileged. That could be true for a lot of countries, but there's some, I know there's some, I think of that when I think of like tennis or downhill skiing, uh-huh. um, where you have to have money, you have to have money just to get, just to be in the ring. You have to have money just to get there kind of but like I know that for gymnastics there's a lot of middle class families that sacrifice everything to get their kid to the best gym they pull a second mortgage on their house to pay for gymnastics lessons like all that kind of stuff but it kind of feels to me that would be an interesting thing to examine different sports and be like what does training and living look like in Uruguay or <laughs> I don't know or just like some other place yeah yeah totally uh that's fascinating you're rooting against and, against America <laughs> and the the metal chase is always it's always you know the United States and my freezing again? No, it makes me sick. The medal count race. It's yeah. like, oh, we have twenty three golds and fifteen bronzes, and I'm just like, I get so annoyed with the focus on the top three spots. Uh when numbers, people that come in fourth, fifth, and sixth are still the best athletes in the world. I just don't. It makes me so angry, and I don't like the tally of the medal count of who's ahead with golds. Yeah, because who's it going to be? It's going to be the same, like, three countries. It's going to be Germany, the United States, and what? Great Britain, maybe, or, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, of course, like, Paraguay is going to have one medal. And, of course, name name all your countries. There's going to be these countries that have one or two medals. And it's just, we know, we know that we have all the medals. <laughs> we get it, yeah. Just, it makes me cheer against us. I, I, I hate it. I would almost rather see the people who didn't qualify for the Olympics and have them race against each other. Like the, yeah. the, the, the top five people that just missed it, from around the world 
and put them in the competition. I do, I do like the stories of people who have made it to either made it to multiple Olympics or it took them several tries to get there. Ah. That's still pure competitive spirit. That's still that's still pure. Yeah. There's still good about it. But like so many things, like so many things in sports in general, it's all so corporatized and so vanilla and so and you can tune in all these sports that a curious person would love to see like modern pentathlon what yeah laser pistol shooting what but every single night at 7pm you're gonna see four hours of fucking swimming (laughs) it's true it's true I don't understand it swimming is fine but all these other fascinating sports why do we have so much swimming on the TV I don't get it you're gonna see four hours of waiting for Michael Phelps to go because his race is the last one Mm -hmm. so you're gonna sit there all night long while they show him stretching and laughing what do you think about the the little um, Hallmark movie bios that they do of the athletes where they're like, he came from the fields of Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, like. Well, that's often the part that makes me sick. The sense of entitlement that we have in yeah. this country is obscene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest. That's my biggest Olympic take, I guess. That we're all entitled douchebags. I would against the stars and stripes. <laughs> I remember all the fear before the Rio Olympics. It's like, don't go out on the streets at night. You know, you'll get mugged and kidnapped. That's right. And, and then there was that. And then wasn't there a swimmer that was a douchebag that did something stupid? Yeah, he left the village and he like stole a pack of gum or something <laughs> from a convenience store or something stupid. Ryan Lochte. Yeah. Right during his 15 <laughs> minutes, he was super stupid. <laughs> And then he did the total American douchebag move of like, it's their fault. Totally. Yeah. I remember that that so distinctly because it was like, ladies and gentlemen, the worst that America has to offer, like exactly what you think of us is displayed in this young man who is acting like a total douche in front of the globe. Yeah. Wait till my dad hears about this. (laughs) yeah so what movies can you recommend to me that are not horror movies that don't fuck with cats thing on Netflix what is that that is the story of a murderer what and it's it's an it's this often overused word, unbelievable, but it's an unbelievable true story that happened 20, between like 06 and 2010, maybe, something like that. Okay. It is super, super worth your time. It's awesome. 
and you won't believe it. You simply will not believe it. Is it with, like, kitty cats or big cats? Okay, I'll, I will kick it off for you. It starts with this woman telling the story of how she saw this video. And it was called One Boy, Two Cats. Okay. And it was a person who's never quite on camera. He put two kittens in one of those vacuum seal bags <gasps> and then vacuumed all the air out of it. Ah. And that's how it starts. Terrible. Yeah. And then maybe maybe I'll wet your appetite for it a little bit. That um, might be too scary for me. I can't watch stuff like that. She and a number of other people who are horrified by this, they become, they just spring into detective mode. And they're like, we got to track this son of a bitch down. Oh. And... It's the story of how they find, they take these little crumbs and form a profile of this guy and actually find him. What? That's, and that's only the beginning. That's all, That's just the beginning of the story. Okay, so the whole thing isn't super scary. It's just a scary premise. The whole thing is scary. Oh, it is scary? I told you I can't watch scary movies. Okay, okay. I'll calm down. <laughs> Uh, we saw Kingsman. That's always fun. Oh, and isn't there a sequel? I don't think I saw the sequel. Yeah, there's a sequel that takes place in America. It's pretty fun. Oh, I should try that. Have you ever seen Ghosts of Girlfriends Past? No. Fantastic. What? Really? Yeah, it's it's a low effort, low commitment. Matthew McConaughey is a Lothario. And, and Jennifer Garner? Yeah, he's he's visited by the ghost of his uncle who tells him he's got to change his ways. So it's the Christmas Carol, but it's with a guy who is too careless with the ladies. And it's dumb, it's bad, but it's super entertaining and fun. <laughs> And then I watched National Treasure, which is always fun. Oh, I love National Treasure. Nicholas Cage. Um, and then you have you have Amazon Prime. I'm assuming everybody does. Yeah. Fat, a documentary. Ooh. It is about. It's more about how much of a lie the food pyramid is. Oh. And. <laughs> it, the medical community does not, I guess it's not really so much behavioral stuff. It's more like epilepsy and seizures and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But it's that the medical community never considers diet in those matters. It's always operations and medication. Right. They should consider diet. It should be the first and thing. Diet, diet, diet. That is like everything. It's true. And it's, yes, it. It is true. I agree. Yeah. It, yes. That's a tough one. It's tough to argue with kids that are picky eaters and you're like, and we're going to change your entire diet 
and I think it will really help X, Y, Z. And they're like, I don't fucking care. Let me have my buttered noodles or whatever. Yep. Yep. You have a picky eater too, don't you? Yeah, we have a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, we went to a doctor once when we switched over, when we got different uh, insurance. Mm-hmm. We, I took the boys to an appointment at a Dean clinic for an introduction. And I was there with two of the boys. I don't remember which two exactly. Yeah. But I mentioned something like, you know, all the usual stuff you kind of say like, yeah, it's really hard to get them to eat well and stuff because they're kids. And, and then I got to the part of it where all they want to do is drink pop. They just love pop. And the doctor was like, well, you control what comes in the house. She gave me the like, that's up to you. Ah. And I was like, yes, I know it is. How old are your kids? He was like, <laughs> one and three. Yeah, and right. Like, Just wait. Just wait till they're like 12. Yeah. And then you come back and tell me that you control what comes in the house. Yeah. It's just not that simple. Just like you're saying about good diet. Yep. You can say we're going to change it around and we're going to do better. But it's just, there's so, how many battles can you have? How many times can you wage the war? Exactly. Yeah, that, that fat documentary is really good. And it's like, you need fat. We all need a lot of fat. Yeah. It's, it's good for the body. And the idea that cholesterol that you ingest causes heart disease is fucking asinine. What causes heart disease? I don't have a good answer for that. Not exercising, not, probably? Not moving? Yeah, it's like smoking and not exercising and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, yeah, that was really good. Well, I've been eating meat like I'm a lion. Like I'm a lion. I had a burger. Okay. I had a burger on a salad for breakfast today. Just a ground beef on a salad was my breakfast. I don't know what's happening to me. I must need the iron or something. Do you feel good though? I feel good when I eat meat and when I eat vegetables. As soon as I start eating breads, then I start to feel junky. Yeah. So basically paleo eating. Meat, vegetables, not a lot of grains. Yeah. And and that's generally when I feel the best. But that's, it's not an easy way to eat with kids in the house because they want sandwiches and they want, you know, it's like you just eat whatever's in the house kind of. And if everyone's yeah. eating differently, that doesn't really work. Kids love carbs. My God. God, they love carbs. I do too. They're delicious. What's wrong with spaghetti? Nothing. It's delicious. Spaghetti and meatballs? Yum. Yeah, kids will eat, like, donuts and bread and some... <laughs> pancakes? Like, they'll eat it together. Yeah, they, yeah, they'll eat <laughs> toast, pancakes, and donuts all together. <laughs> That's fine. They're kids. They can do that. They can get away with that.
about me while I play. I supply enthusiasm aimed at your indifference. Scan the floor for one tap and door bobbing here. Every signal coming back on the same map for frequency wavelength. How's reception connection? Don't flip the dial. This your performance is commercial free. Is commercial free. Only thing for sale up here is me and my CD. You're free to catch up on all times at the top of your lungs. Got a mic and I can turn it up, but I can't turn you down. Got a mic, what I need's a new remote. I point and click, point and click. Flip around, phone it more appreciation from the crowd participation. Would it be too much entirely to expect a little respect? Would it be too much entirely? What if what the say is true? Less is more.